With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Time for this week's Sports Law Segment. Brought to you by Hale, Hale, and Jacobson. Find them online at HHJLegal.com. That's HHJLegal.com. Richard Hale is our sports law expert. Hale, Hale, and Jacobson, the firm online at HHJLegal.com. He joins us on these Fridays to talk about sports and law. Good morning, Richard. How are you? Good morning, Mark. Thanks for having me. I want to wish a special happy birthday to Carrington Hale, who turns 15 years old today. Wow. Wow. That's a big one. It's a big one now. It's 15. Can I begin with this first question? Yes or no, I'm a cotton candy Oreo. No. Thank you. Thank you. Don't need anything else. Oh, uh, no. Yeah. Oh, 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 no. Wait, what? <laughs> was recently on um, a trip to Las Vegas and had a meal at uh, a place called Bazaar Meats, which is in the Sahara Hotel. It's um, Chef Jose Andres' restaurant. Uh-huh. And uh, he prepares a cotton candy foie gras that uh, is one of the best things I've ever eaten in my entire life. Okay, we'll have to talk later about that, but, um, you know, that's fine. <laughs> but no Omicron candy Oreo. <laughs> All right, uh, Florida sports betting. So, so there was a, a, a ruling last week, um, and, and now people kind of wonder what the next step is. I was talking briefly with Mike Bianchi yesterday that, I, you know, I, I think you'll see a number of sides here try to figure out what's next. The Seminole Tribe is not going to just turn the switches back on. So where are we on the legal side of things, and what might be the next steps regarding sports betting in the state of Florida? Yeah, so uh, I, I agree with you to a certain extent in that everybody's going to try to see, you know, what the playing field looks like after this ruling. But, Mark, if you remember when uh, the Seminole Tribe rolled out um, the initial app, uh, I mean, they, they it, it was very quiet, but when it was go time, it was go time. There was no, um, not a ton of fanfare around it, but if, if you were paying attention and you wanted to take advantage of the earliest opportunity to do so, you could do it. If you remember, there was about a 20-day window um, that allowed for mobile betting. And, and so I think that based on this ruling, uh, yes, people are going to evaluate the playing field a little bit, but I, I think there's going to be a pretty quick move. So let's set the stage real quick. Uh, the ruling came out was about a week ago, so um, – uh, we've got 45-day under Rule 35, which is a, a federal rule, 45-day um, mandate uh, for that rule to go into effect. And then written into the opinion was a seven-day um, uh, window for for it to go on. So 52 days total is kind of the magic number for us. And, and that puts it squarely on Friday, August 21st. Important because that's about to give us two and a half weeks ahead of the first NFL game, maybe three weeks ahead of that first um, uh, weekend of NFL games. And so, you know, there are going to be some kinks that need to be worked out during that two, two and a half weeks before the start of the NFL season. And so if there's an opportunity to go live and mobile, 
um, on August 21st, and I fully anticipate that we're going to see some action on that day. Um, now, where does that leave us? It leaves us in the the position of Florida being the largest gaming or mobile gaming um, platform in the country. We have more potential users here than even in New York, um, which saw mobile gaming go into effect about a year and a half ago. Uh, so, you know, at this point in time, we know that the uh, ruling by the District Court of Appeal um, would allow for the compact to go back into play, um, that compact being between the state of Florida and the Seminole Tribe. Uh, there would be mobile gaming as well as um, uh, additional games that aren't being offered, such as craps and roulette right now uh, at, the, uh, at the Seminole Casinos. And then we would have partnerships potentially with five or so um, additional partners that would be operating at paramutual sites that would, and, and those that come to mind would be DraftKings, FanDuel, things like this, um, that uh, the Seminole had previously identified as partnerships for additional gaming opportunities. And, and so if there's the opportunity to go live, I, I think it's coming on the 21st. We'll follow, and I'm sure many more stories uh, down the line. The story that everybody is talking about the last couple of days, uh, Richard Hale, and that is Britney Spears and Victor Wembayama. Um, and the incident that happened in Vegas, Victor Wembayama spoke yesterday, made a comment that he didn't really know what was going on. A security team had told him, just keep moving forward. And uh, I guess a report was filed either by Britney Spears or somebody of her group I don't know if anything happens legally here, but because of the names, it gets headlines. What if anything does happen legally here? Yeah, so the law school definition of a battery is an intentional touching against somebody else's will. So um, <laughs> I guess arguably uh, Britney Spears battered him first because she touched him, and um, I don't know that there's a guy out there who would necessarily object. So. Um, whether or not that would be considered to be a battery, I guess, is a conversation for another day. Um, I, the real battery happens, I guess, when the, the guard, the security guard, chooses to put his hands on her. Now, whether he knows who she is or not, uh, you know, smacking someone who is trying to get the attention of or um, is trying to you know, get noticed by someone else uh, seems to go a bit beyond of what that that job would call for um, will be very entertaining to see what additional facts come out if possibly there's video of the um, uh, of the altercation or or whatever happens maybe some statements are made uh, to me it's a little bit unfortunate you'd like to to think that in this day and age you know we're beyond things like this but it uh, doesn't seem that we are Brittany did file a police report alleging that she was uh, you know, the, the security guard put his hands on her and she was injured as a result. So we'll see what happens there, if there's any follow up. But um, certainly it's the I, I don't know that it's as intriguing as the Tom Brady, Kim Kardashian rumors, but um, it gives us something to talk about for sure. <laughs> um, university presidents, I would think, are smart people and probably surrounded by enough lawyers to advise them when they're going to send a letter. Much has been made about what San Diego State's president did by sending a letter to the Mountain West Conference that 
we're thinking about getting out, but don't think it's official we're getting out, but we're likely going to get out. And I've got some key dates here. So can you guys work to my best interest so I don't have to pay you as much and give me flexibility on when I might want to get out? I don't know what you make of uh, the letters the San Diego State president sent to the conference. The conference said, oh, I guess you're out. You can pay us this money. But that just seems like there's a legal mess happening there. Yeah, I'm with you, and I, I was really curious as I read through this story to kind of talk it over with you. I, I think from the legal side, um, it's a it's certainly a cautionary tale and that you want to be very careful about what you put in writing, and you want to be very careful about the words that you use. It was clear to me based on the um, communication that I read that San Diego State expressed the intention to leave the conference. And said, "Look, we'd like a little bit of, you know, um, like a little leniency, like you to work with us as we do this, but you know, we no longer intend to be part of the Mountain West." Now, you know, did they overplay their hand at that point because there was some talk with possibly the Pac-12 about them joining, or or maybe even uh, uh, some interest in the, the Big Ten expanding and adding San Diego as as you know, part of the conference as well. That's a great market to be in. Uh, so did they overplay their hand a little bit in saying this? Because the response almost immediately from the conference was, uh, well, we're going to hold on to what we owe you from the revenue share last year, because that's certainly going to need to be incorporated into your exit fee since you've decided to terminate. And then we have this complete backtrack by San Diego State. Uh, not, you know, at this point, it, it kind of, appears to me that maybe some conversations with the Pac-12 or, and or the Big Ten didn't materialize in the way that they thought they would. But you have this complete backtrack in their position saying, well, we, we didn't say that we were uh, leaving. We said we wanted to explore um, what our options were if we left. Well, that, that's not the way that I read that communication. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know. Uh, you're talking a little bit of, about leverage before about Bain's contract, but man, there's some leverage here too, right? You, you're at this point without a conference. Um, maybe the Mountain West is using this as an opportunity uh, to not only teach a lesson to San Diego State, but to um, flex their muscles a little bit. And uh, maybe they've got some leverage now on a, a contract renewal that they didn't have before. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Hey, one last one before I let you go, uh, and and the details of the story I, I, I don't even want to get into because it's quite graphic, but uh, you know, I, some people wondered about the Jalen Kitna plea deal that was struck uh, of the former Gator quarterback. This is more of, a, I guess, a generic question. Plea deals, sometimes it's difficult for the public to understand as to what takes place and why certain charges get dropped. Just in a broad sense, can you share a little bit about what happens in situations where somebody may be like, wow. You drop those and this, but a lot takes place that we just don't know. Sure. Well, you know, when it comes to um, when it comes to, to criminal type offenses, the law is pretty clear on the elements that have to be proven uh, to prove up a, that a crime occurred. And and so, you know, a lot of times, and we catch as the public through through media or or. Um, other social outlets, we, we make secure only part of the story. Um, sometimes it's just the most salacious details of whatever went on, um, but we're not getting the whole story. 
Well, the government's going to be obligated to prove each and every element of a criminal offense if they want to be able to prove their case. And, and sometimes all of those elements do not exist, and, and that would prevent the government from moving forward on certain charges. So if you have a situation such as Kitna's where, um, yes, the details aren't great and, and we've got some, some things that just don't sit right in our stomach, we have to remember that the government can only prove what they have evidence enough to prove, and there may be some evidentiary problems in there. Now, does it mean that he gets off scot-free? Does it mean that he didn't do anything wrong? No. I mean, that's why there's a plea deal, because the the defendant recognizes that they've got some problems. The defendant recognizes that they did something bad. But the government also comes along and says, hey, we don't know that we can prove everything we need to prove to make all of these charges stick. So there's some give and take there. And, and so what most people probably don't understand is that give and take oftentimes results in maybe a reduced sentence or, or maybe you're not getting the full punishment that the law allows, but it, oftentimes it's because the government might have some evidentiary problems and there is a desire on behalf of the defendant to kind of put this behind them and try to move forward with their life. So um, all of those factors come into play when you we talk about a story like this. Thank you, Richard. Happy birthday to uh, the member of the Hale family. Hope it's a good one. All right, buddy. Take care. Richard Hill, good insight. A lot of stuff. Uh, we get back more insight from uh, expert people. Michael Donald talks basketball. Step back three next. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.